Hello, this is Dr. Lisa Belial, and you are listening to or watching Radio Maine. And today I am speaking with um, a longtime friend of mine and also um, wonderful real estate uh, professional in her own right and island off the coast of Maine native, Heather Shields. Nice to have you here today. Thank you for having me, Lisa. You have kind of a storybook upbringing. I mean, not that many people can say that their father was a ferry boat captain. That's absolutely true. I um, I'm lucky. I grew up on a little island off the coast of Maine, and my dad was the ferry boat captain for 35 years, um, running the ferry between Rockland and North Haven. So, um, definitely, definitely different than most people. What was it like to grow up on North Haven? Because that's not an island like I currently live on, which is connected by causeways and bridges and pretty close to the mainland. You're pretty far out there. We were 12 miles out, to be exact. Um, and I always say to people, luckily I didn't know any different um, because I had uh, three other kids in my class. And, um, you know, it's, I had 20 kids in my high school. And anything we ever wanted to do, we took an hour, hour, 15 minute ferry ride to get there. So it was uh, a little different than most, but I didn't know that it was different until I moved to the mainland. <laughs> so um, I feel, yeah, I feel pretty blessed to have had that upbringing. So you had three people in your graduating class total, just to clarify. Four people, including myself. Okay. And were you all together as a school from grades K through 12 or how did that work? Yeah. So we started kindergarten together and we graduated together. I mean, we did have a few kind of drop-ins in between um, people who would try to move to the main, to, to the Island and, and uh, live there year round, but it's certainly not for the faint of heart. So we ended up graduating together, the four of us. Did you like each other? Well, when you grow up that way, you're like brothers and sisters. So we definitely liked each other. I mean, it was just, it was like a sibling relationship. Um, so we, again, we didn't know any different. And uh, it was definitely uh, very close relationships. I mean, I still know where they are and what they're doing. And it's, it's not like we have reunions because we don't really need them. So... <laughs> Are they it's also, cool. are they living um, in Maine still? Do they live still on North Haven? So two of them live on the North Haven and then two of us are not on the island anymore. So it's, um, we're, one of them I think is in Alaska. So, um, you know, he was with the military. So we, we definitely, we spread out a little bit. As someone raised in suburbia, and I know that you also raised your kids in suburbia with just kind of after school sports and um, the ability to do arts programs, when you're on North Haven in a class of four, how do you do things like soccer, lacrosse, uh, music? Yeah. So we had one sport, and that was basketball. So I was a starting forward in eighth grade. Um, for the high school basketball team. Um, we didn't really have a lot of other choices. Um, you know, there was a little bit of cross country. 
Um, we had the music program in school, but anytime we wanted to play a sport, we had to go to the mainland to compete against a team. So like in the winter time, for example, if we wanted to play against a team, um, you know, like most high school sports do, um, we would travel on the Friday afternoon ferry. We drive to wherever the location would be, which sometimes was as far away as Rangeley. And we would play a game at 6 p.m. that night. We would spend the night in a host's home. So, you know, whoever took, you know, each each parent or each kid took two two students. And then we would play again the next morning just to have the two, you know, required basketball games. So it was a weekend to go anywhere. And our parents never came to the games. It was just, you know, us traveling on the bus to very far away. So it was it was epic to be a high school kid playing basketball on a little island off the coast of Maine. And Rangeley, for people who don't know Maine very well, is also remote, but inland, kind of in the mountains and in the lakes. So that's that's a really long trek to play basketball. It was a haul, but it was fun. I mean, I remember staying in people's houses and waking up the next morning and it was like minus 16 degrees. And we weren't used to that because when you're on a little island surrounded by the ocean, your temperature doesn't drop like inland Maine, you know, where there's like three feet of snow. So we didn't, you know, we didn't usually get the crazy snowstorms or the crazy low temperatures. So it was just, it was always an experience to be, it was like going on a little exchange to go play a sport in another part of the state. So definitely different. But uh, again, not knowing any different, it was kind of (laughs) cool. Also, the idea of being the starting forward in the eighth grade. I mean, you're you're up in up with the eighth with the senior girls with the you know people who are probably a little bit further along in their growth development, a little taller, a little bigger, been playing a little longer. Was that ever intimidating for you? Oh, you know what? The good part is I was pretty tall when I was 13 years old, so that that kind of helped. But uh, yeah, playing against seniors who were extremely good basketball players. Um, you know, when we only had like eight people on our basketball team, um, was, was pretty, um, daunting, let's just say. I mean, one year we made the tournament in Augusta, which was a really big deal when you're from a little island off the coast of Maine to go to Augusta and play against like the best teams. Um, we lost miserably, but we made it and it was, that was daunting because I was very young to be out there with like the crowd watching us. So... (laughs) It was a big deal for the little island of North Haven. Yeah, I think so. You're talking about going to the Augusta Civic Center and being watched by these enormous crowds of people because in in Maine, the uh, state basketball championships are really important. I mean, it's it's a crowd event. People come from all over the state. And as you said, you're from a much smaller space. So to have all those eyes on you, What a fascinating experience. It was pretty fascinating, especially since our gymnasium on the island, um, the three-point line actually overlapped with the center court line. So our gym was extremely small, and the sidelines actually people, you know, if if a ball went out of bounds, you would actually hit the wall, like trying to get it. I mean, it was super um, small. So when you go to Augusta and the court is much larger. It's also exhausting to kind of run back and forth when you're not used to a gymnasium that large. So it was, it was an interesting experience. 
As I'm listening to all of this, I'm struck by your need to be flexible. You are spending time with host families. You don't know them very well. But at the same time, you're also spending time with um, kids that you know really well. And there's probably the same types of sibling rivalries, conflicts that go on in, in families that are biological. Um, you need to go from small spaces to big spaces to um, kind of island topography to inland topography. So how did that shape the way that you experienced um your growing years and how did that influence you as an adult? Um, you know, that's a really good question. Um, I always, I always am struck by the fact that growing up on an Island that has 350 people year round that you see day in, day out at the post office or the grocery store or, or wherever. I mean, you're, you're constantly, you know, there's not a lot of flow of, of outside influence other than, you know, in the summer, which is a very different story, but, you know, it, it sort of forces you to find a way to get along with anybody regardless and regardless of your differences. Um, and I think, again, that creates a, a, a huge amount of flexibility and it sort of helps me, you know, now in my adult life, just to, to sort of look at everybody and, and see everybody and realize that even though we're different, there's always a way to make it work because we all have to live together. Um, so I'm really grateful to my island upbringing for that reason. Um, I, I just, I'm, you know, I, I think it's made me who I am and I think it's helped me again, deal with anybody from any walk of life and feel grateful for just that human contact. <laughs> so. You also, um, sort of flash forward to your current day life and your current day work you're also called upon to really get to know people quickly and kind of in an intimate way as you're trying to find exactly the right home for them and to be flexible with their needs and wants and helping them to kind of make the right fit. Um, has that been more challenged lately in the kind of inter-pandemic world where it's been very fast moving in the real estate market? I think it has. I think um, with the influx of people to Maine, obviously, uh, again, it, it helps me with with my upbringing to be able to relate to anybody and any anyone from anywhere in the world or country. But I think just trying to um, usher people in into Maine, like helping them sort of realize who who we are as a state and who we are as people, but also realize that you know um, this housing market's nuts. Um, you know, they've seen it from where they've come from, New York, California, DC, but we're not really used to this and we haven't been used to this and having, you know, been in the real estate industry for 17 years now, I can't, I can't relate to it. I haven't seen anything like it. Um, so I'm, I'm really trying to just kind of help people understand how to navigate it. It's not easy. Um, it, it's different and it's frustrating um, but the payoff of living here is so huge that it's worth it. What do you hear most from people about what they're looking for? Why are they coming to Maine and what would they like their homes to be like? 
I think people are looking for that sense of community that we offer, but also that small town feel. I mean, even in Portland, we have that small town feel. You can go to the grocery store and see someone you know. You can walk down Commercial Street and see someone you know. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. And and again, something I'm so grateful for. But we also have natural beauty, obviously. We have incredible restaurants. We have so much outside, you know, availability and activity with our beaches and our mountains and our lakes. I mean, everything. I mean, we just, we are so incredibly lucky. And I think people are starting to recognize that the fact that they can work from home now and the fact that they can come here and have their remote jobs and live in this place that offers all of that. That's, um, that is really hard to find. I think. And, you know, having traveled outside of the state of Maine, even though I'm a native Mainer, like I, I always want to return home and feel that comfort of, again, walking down the street, everybody says hello, everybody's friendly. Um, it's hard to find a food scene like we have in, in Maine. I'm, we're so lucky. Um, and, and I think that's what's really attracting people is, is just all of that. Our people, they come here and they sort of like, you know, feel like, wow, I mean, every everywhere you drive on, on 295 and you see the ocean, um, you know, you're not stuck in traffic. You're, you know, going to the grocery store, you know, walking. I mean, it's just, it's such a, it, it's such a beautiful lifestyle. We are incredibly lucky and, and people again are, are recognizing that from all over the country and they want what we have. Behind me, I have a piece called Horizon Ether, and it's by artist Eric Hopkins, who happens to be a native of your island, like you. And it it's um, a swath of blue and a horizon line that one might see from, say, an, an airplane. But it speaks of kind of the vastness of space, which when you talk about being able to see the ocean, you know, when you're driving down I-95... I think is something that is very special to Maine, just this sense of openness and uh, freedom and ability to move around. Is that something that you think is important in this post-lockdown world where people are kind of chomping at the bit to get back out there? Absolutely, 100%. And let me just say, Eric, you know, shout out to Eric. He's absolutely amazing. And I think he captures the beauty that I see that I wish I could capture. Um, and I just, you know, admire his work and his ability, but, um, yeah, I think absolutely, you know, just, just having everywhere we look, this, this beauty is, is something that people wish they had or wish they could have. Um, and again, that's, what's driving people here. So you can't blame them. Heather, why did you choose to go in the field that you did? And you, you work for legacy in Portland, um, you said you've been in the field for 17 years. It sounds like this was a very conscious decision on your part. What was it about this field that um, appealed to you? You know, I think before I before I got into real estate, I was on the island. I was the director of a, a pretty amazing nonprofit out there that um, built a community center. And I just saw sort of what it felt like to, I learned about what it felt like to bring people together and, you know, as part of that community center. And, you know, when I decided to leave the island, I was a single mom and I was sort of, you know, thinking, okay, what sort of translates? What's a good way for me to interact with people on a daily basis 
to feel that sort of um, like the, the feeling that you feel when you bring people together and you, and you make people happy and you help them with the biggest transition of their life. And, and also I needed a little flexibility because I was a single mom. Um, and real estate, yes, offers flexibility, but it's also super demanding as I found, but you know, it helped me be with my daughter, um, in her really formative years. Um, and it also helped me again, meet people, bring people together, help them find what they've always sort of dreamed of, um, and help them sort of feel whole as, as people. Um, and it just, I started and I sort of it's hard when you start. I mean, this was like 2004 and it was just before we kind of went uh, south uh, with the market in 07, 08. And um, I just, the moment I did my first transaction, I was like, uh, it just felt so, um, it was just exactly, it fit my personality. It was absolutely perfect. It was just the most rewarding job I felt like that I'd ever had. And um, again, it just allowed me to have be my daughter's lacrosse coach or be her brownie troop leader um, because I was meeting people and I was able to sort of introduce new people coming into communities to people that I already knew. And it was just a natural, wonderful fit. So, I mean, 17 years later, I can't imagine myself doing anything else because uh, I get to show people our state. I get to show people everything that I love um, and everything I'm completely and utterly passionate about. What are some of the things that you are completely and utterly passionate about? Some of the places that you love to go to and things that you love to do? I think uh, North Haven is one of the places I love to go to. And, and anybody who comes to me, I always say, you need to go to Penobscot Bay. You need to visit these islands. You need to see and witness what Eric has painted because it's just, um, you can't describe it. You definitely can't describe it. But I also think, you know, you need to go hike Katahdin or you need to go to the Camden Hills or, you know, Scarborough Beach. I mean, there are so many different areas of Maine that Sebago Lake. I mean, where else can you find the mountains and the ocean and the lakes that just that we have and that, you know, that that Maine offers? And I also think even discovering downtown Portland, um, going to our restaurants, you know, just checking out our local farmer's market in downtown port or in now it's not in downtown but deering oaks park um and then checking out some of the local businesses i, I think we are a passionate about about our local businesses here in maine um and you know there's incredible local businesses like anywhere i travel you can't find what we have here so i mean that's what i'm passionate about so that's a long list but that's uh that's that's the gist you and I have uh, daughters of roughly the same age, and I know that your daughter is not only going back to North Haven, but is also um, working on something that's kind of farther afield. She's actually, you said she's doing some work that's related to Mexico. So it's interesting that she's followed your path in a way, that she's staying linked to the homeland, but also is venturing forth. Is that something you've encouraged her to do? Oh, 100%. I mean, her dad is on the island. Her dad's um, a fifth generation boat builder. He's owned, I mean, his family has lived in, on the island for hundreds of years. And 
you know, she's got really strong family ties there, which I think is really special. And I do too. I mean, my mom is there, my sister's there, my niece is there on the island. So for her going back to the island in the summer is just, it's part of who she is. It's in, it's woven into her fabric. But I think she's also, you know, she sees, she has a, a passion for helping people as well in, in a much different way, but she's very passionate about um, seeing the world, helping people and, and making sure that, you know, her talents and her expertise are um, far afield. I mean, she's just, um, she's, she's so lucky and uh, her dad and I are both super proud of her and she'll always go back to North Haven just like I will every summer. And um, it's just a special place. It seems that that is um, a not an uncommon story for Maine where people are raised here and have a deep love for the state and oftentimes will go elsewhere and then return is there something about Maine that just um, brings people back that's different from other places? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I think about my sister because I my sister is very is similar to my daughter actually in, in that she left the island. She went to Colorado College. She traveled all over South America. She just um, she she you know we wouldn't hear from her for weeks. And, uh, now she's settled back on the Island with her daughter and her husband. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that, I don't know with my daughter, but I wonder if she will sort of follow that path of just again, traveling and coming back to, to live here. Um, I think it's the people. I really think it's the people. I mean, you know, it's funny because I will often show a, show a house in Portland or I'll, um, you know, be downtown and I'll leave my keys in the car or I, or I won't lock the door of my car or something. And people from out of state will come and they'll immediately lock their car and we're in a suburban part of, of you know, we're, we're in Yarmouth or whatever it is. And I just think to myself, like, part of growing up here is that I've, I, I'm so trusting. And, you know, because people are, people are genuinely good. And, and I think Mainers are just generally good. And I, you know, I love that. And I, I feel like, again, just that ability to walk down the street and that ability to see people I know everywhere I go and feel that someone's got my back. I mean, that's just, I think that's what brings us back here. That's what makes us feel like this is the best place on earth to raise your kids or, you know, live here forever. I've had several uh, siblings also move back to the state of Maine and several who have wanted to and haven't been able to because of jobs. And it does seem true that especially the raising of children, that there's something about Maine that feels um, safe and nurturing and um, kind of creating community that I agree with you. It's, it's very unique to um, I think our locale, probably other states. I don't want to take anything away from other places that also have a sense of home, but I mean, we definitely have that here. For people who are moving back to the state or moving to the state, are there challenges that you're seeing um, as they try to kind of integrate this new life? Well, I think the first challenge is actually finding a place to to land. Um, you know, we're seeing that in this real estate market. If, and it's it's tough because people are trying to come back and people are trying to move here and start afresh. And there's just not a lot for them to, to find in terms of housing stock. So I think that's the first challenge. I think the second challenge is obviously our winters. Our winters are tough. Um, January and February are not my favorite. Um, but 
if they could be like last winter, I'd be fine with it. Um, I think that's, um, you know, if you can get through the winter here, then um, you're golden. You can, I mean, then the rest of it's gravy. Um, I think, you know, COVID obviously has, has made, made it challenging for people to integrate and sort of, you know, understand what we're really about. Um, but obviously with everything kind of changing and opening up, that will, that will be different. Um, you know, and I think obviously without, you know, if someone were moving to Yarmouth or Falmouth or Cape Elizabeth or Cumberland, the, you know, the surrounding parts, surrounding suburbs of Portland, um, you know, without having that school connection, you're without having the kids in school, that's been a tough way to, to get to know people. But again, obviously that's all shifting and, and it feels like, you know, it'll be a little easier for those people trying to integrate again. But, um, I think the first thing is trying to find them a place to live. That's the largest challenge that we're facing. Heather, for people who would like to connect with you about finding a place to live, how can they find you? There's a couple ways to find me. I, again, I, I work for Legacy Properties Sotheby's International Realty in Portland, but I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I am easily uh, reachable by email. I have a website, um, heathershieldsmain.com. Um, and then Heather Shields Realtor Main on Instagram and Facebook. So um, I'm out there. It's easy to find me. And for those who are interested in seeing some of the beautiful work by Eric Hopkins, they can actually go to the Portland Art Gallery and the Portland Art Gallery website. And actually, oftentimes at the openings that we have in person, Eric shows up himself and he's he's actually known to take his shoes off and walk around amongst the crowd. So he's a wonderful man. And uh, as many people I've met from North Haven also are. I've been speaking with Heather Shields, who is um, really a good friend and someone I've enjoyed getting to know over the years with our uh, daughters doing things together. She is a real estate professional, originally from North Haven, but now currently living in Portland. Heather, so uh, thank you so much for being with me today on Radio Maine. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. It was such a pleasure. <laughs>